0: Hello everyone, welcome to a mini episode of uh, Quick Grammar Reactions from the 2019 Grammys that took place uh, this past Sunday. We, uh, we wanted to kind of get together to see if we could uh, get some quick reactions on kind of what took place with the Grammys and I, I think it was a pretty, pretty eventful little night that uh, that I think we was had. So we kinda thought a quick little mini episode in regards to the, the kinda just ten thoughts ten, ten kind of thoughts of what took place at this year's Grammys. You know everyone kinda has their opinions on these award shows and you can watch Twitter and Facebook and everyone, your mom's Instagram, the whole shebang. And it just it kind of gets lost in you know your 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 commentary gets lost in the wind you know it kind of gets lost with kind of like the whole massive waves of uh, of comments so I thought it'd be kind of nice to kind of throw it on uh, audio form unfortunately uh, Will was unable to join us tonight he is uh, you know he's a man who's busy in the in the entertainment industry so we had to duty call for him uh, to kind of go to some events tonight so it is just myself. Uh, we might get a, uh, a phone call from him, uh, a phone just on kind of his his thoughts. But I know one of his big things was obviously Cardi B getting her first Grammy Award, which I think was pretty cool. So yeah, no, I basically kind of, uh, let's go through kind of 10 little reactions and thoughts of kind of what took place. And uh, the first one being the big night, I think, and the big winner was someone who, wasn't at the Grammys at all. It was Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover. I guess actually Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. But it was a pretty incredible night for Gambino, which I kind of went into. Maybe this is just the pessimist in me, but I feel like when they don't show up for the awards show, the the awards show doesn't doesn't really kind of give the you know there's there's maybe something kind of behind the scenes that we're not seeing. So maybe he knew he wasn't going to win the award, but the fact that he won two major awards, uh, which is best song of the year and, and best record of the year, I think was was a pretty incredible feat by uh, by Gambino and to be honest, the song was incredible. If you haven't heard This Is America, you must be living under some sort of rock, but I definitely believe that if we were to go back, if we're looking at 2018 as a music year and some of the highlights and lowlights of kind of what took place, that song is definitely going to be something we're going to walk away with 2018 as as a major achievement. I remember, it's almost like, I don't want to compare it too closely to it, but it's kind of when that music video came out, it was kind of like, where were you when that happened? Uh, Obviously, I wasn't alive when the Michael Jackson Thriller music video came out back in the 80s. I feel like it had the similar sort of effect where when Gemino was on Saturday Night Live, that music video dropped, it went instantly viral. I remember watching it five, ten times in a row just trying to catch all the different details that him and uh, Hiro Murai who is uh, his director also in Atlanta were able to accomplish so I'm really happy that that award got its due or sorry he got uh, his that, that Gambino was able to be respected for that award and, I, and I'm really happy that they didn't not give him the award just for not showing up and we'll talk about artists who actually did show up who said they were going to show up but uh the second thing I wanted to touch on was was Drake now Drake has been a very polarizing celebrity of uh of twenty eighteen with with the release of Scorpion and basically owning the billboard charts this year with with God's plan nice for what and in and in my feelings and this was probably Drake kind of owning the entire music narrative of 2018 if we're going solely just based on billboards and billboard top hundreds and Spotify streams. It's uh, he had a pretty incredible year and I think Scorpion wasn't his strongest album. I think most of Twitter core and most popular culture will probably agree with that but there were obviously some Solid songs on there that were able to kind of have the radio play and the radio just kind of stay on the charts and stay on the radio for a long time. I felt like God's Plan was on the radio for four to five months and it just kind of bled into Nice for What, which was, I'm pretty sure, voted song of the summer. But I think when it comes to Drake, it becomes very interesting. I feel that it's almost like how LeBron doesn't win the MVP anymore it's you know he drake has broken all these records and has kind of owned the narrative of music for now you can say the last four or five years but when it comes to the awards and it comes to the notoriety of that i think the grammys are gonna kind of go towards those a bit more obscure artists right ones that you know haven't really been there haven't had the light for so long because you kinda of look at Drake over the last three to four years. I gotta pull up his his stats actually. Hold on. So Drake's won four Grammy Awards. Which is crazy. Drake's Drake's won 161 awards from five hundred and thirty-two nominations. It's insane. But yes, he's only got four total Grammys, and I think that's probably including tonight's win. And we kinda of look at Drake as what what streaming can do to an artist, right? Or what What streaming at the top of your game kind of looks like as an artist. And we kind of can point to Drake in terms of breaking all those records. Every album he comes out with, he will own the top 10 narrative with about five or six of his songs. He is one of the more charismatic artists when it comes to his album releases. He's so good at owning the internet narrative when it comes to meme challenges, obviously with In My Feelings. And God's plan, God's plan was a great song. And I'm glad he got the win for, I guess it was, best rap song. Which, to be honest, I think was deserved. It was an absolute top-charting hit for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. The one thing I don't really understand, though, is how does Childish Gambino's This Is America win record of the year and song of the year but can't win best rap song of the year i know this podcast is called don't at me but i actually need to know i'd like to kind of know the reasoning behind the academy in terms of choosing choosing that stuff it's interesting kind of how drake has owned the narrative of being the biggest pop star in the world with only four grammy wins And I feel like the academy kind of looks at Drake in terms of like how the NBA voters look at LeBron, right? They just kind of know he's gonna keep up, keep putting numbers up, and keep breaking records, you know, the way LeBron does in the NBA, and kind of how he is the most valuable and polarizing player. But when it comes to the actual most valuable player, he he hasn't really won in a while, right? He 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 is technically the most viable player and will turn a team of misfits, what we kind of saw with the Cleveland last year, turn into an NBA Finals team. So that's kind of like my segue between Drake and LeBron, but uh, one of the more, the the reason we're talking about Drake is because of his polarizing Grammy speech that he had uh, tonight. And I personally love the speech. If you didn't see it, basically Drake was kind of advocating the fact that artists work in this type of industry which is very taste driven and a lot of good artists don't get the recognition and love from award shows and basically you can say almost with record labels too they uh, it's it's a very lucky industry and it's very taste driven and if you aren't falling in line with the certain taste makers then you're kind of shit out of luck so And the whole controversy is that he was kind of about to go off and say how these Grammys and these awards don't really matter and the broadcast was cut off. And I 100% agree with Drake, to be honest. I I think the Grammys have been this award show that has kind of seemed irrelevant when it comes to actual popular culture and it comes to what people are actually listening to. I think it's gotten better, in a sense, but I still feel that the the music industry is really still trying to figure out what can constitute as album of the year or, or best rap album and best R and B album. When you know, let's say Drake, you could say if you're reading this it's too late was a great Drake album but maybe it couldn't have been nominated for a Grammy because it wasn't considered a album it was considered a mixtape right and i think i think one of the best examples of it tonight though was when when her won best R&B album and she even comes up and's like i didn't expect this because this is an EP right so it's such a interesting sort of categorization of what kind of music gets chosen for this right and and the explanation from the Grammy academies are always kind of they'll say something and sometimes we get contradicted and yes so I really don't think to be honest that award shows and Grammys and all that kind of stuff really matters in terms of creating tastemakers I think there's so many different avenues now with streaming services that you're able to kind of create your own taste When it comes to music, you're able to kind of find and discover new artists and find out what you like. And I don't think it needs the validation that having a Grammy Award meant before streaming services or before... Basically, it it doesn't have the same sort of clout. I'm I'm not going to come back from this and be like, okay, Casey Musgraves won for Best Album of the Year. Fantastic. I still think she's a really good artist, and, and it doesn't give... I don't think I needed that validation that Casey Mice Graves was a good artist. I just don't think that the Grammy validation means the same, do you know what I'm saying? It seems like artists don't really need that and it's almost like you can compare it to why, how artists really don't need record labels really anymore, right? You can compare it to kind of what people have been doing, what what a lot of rappers, a lot of musicians have been doing with SoundCloud and Bandcamp. and. And all of that, the fact that it's we live in an in an age where it's so user friendly and so user driven that these artists don't need the validation of these larger corporations and academies to get their music out. and I think what Drake was saying was 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 good, and i i I'd love to see if he's going to come out with something. That kind of explains more into what he was getting into, but I think you know Kanye has been beating the head, this over the head for years, and I think a lot of artists have. And I agree, I totally agree, and I think these these award shows are going to, you know, obviously it gets eyeballs, it gets me wanting to do a podcast about them, and it wants me, gets me to watch them. But it's it, it does seem so fickle in this internet age, and I, I'm I'm very curious to see how they sort of change in the next five, ten years, and if they change. But uh but enough about Drake. Let's go into my third thing. I've I've really gone into this for a little bit. So the third thing I wanted to talk about was her. And her was uh one of the artists that came away with best RMB album, uh, although she calls it an EP. But uh her was I believe I think the the kind of the greatest performance of the night. And I had listened to her a couple, that al- the album is very good. And I, I I thought she had a lot of talent. It didn't blow me away, but I think she was very... There there was definitely some talent. And I think she really blew me away in terms of her performance. I think her, her outfit was incredible, first of all. I thought it was great, the whole sparkles. And I think she looked super cool and badass. But I think she kind of conducted herself in this really cool way for someone who's never really been on a stage probably that big and i feel like it's almost like she was born to be there and i know it sounds super cliche but it's it was almost like she was she was made for that moment right she kind of owned the moment in a way that i don't think a lot of artists earlier in their career would have would have kind of taken advantage of that moment and i wanted to kind of i wanted to kind of compare that I want to kind of compare her performance to kind of what Janelle Monet's was. And Janelle Monae also, I'm a huge fan of Janelle Monae. I thought her record was fantastic. But if you kind of look, they kind of had the same sort of aesthetic with like badass girl playing guitar. And I thought her just kind of fully killed it in terms of pulling off the part and looking cool and not having this kind of over-choreographed, trying-to-be-Prince sort of thing, which I think Janelle Monáe was trying a bit too hard. And maybe this was kind of the part of her act, and maybe it was an artistic statement she was trying to make, but I felt like it was it was a lot more contrived and a lot more kind of put together. And I, think, I don't think it was as hard a guitar part that what her was playing, but I think uh, that her performance was amazing. If you didn't see it, it's it, uh, it was, I think, the best... Uh, performance of the night but uh, but yeah her I think was one of the big standouts for me tonight and I really hope she's able to to you know the the casual R&B fan of the casual fan can kind of go away from that Grammy's performance and and check out her records I think the the record's really good and and yeah good for her I really hope we can hear more from her in the future my fourth moment I guess we can get into this now but uh, we talked about it on the podcast a little bit Yes. Yeah, I guess on the on the Friday pod uh, about Cardi B and she finally came came she finally came home with her award and it was it was great to see her up there and her reaction to uh, a well-deserved Grammy. Uh we talked about this on the last podcast and how and how I felt about the album. I thought the album was fine and I think she deserved the recognition because I think when we look back, I think the Grammys are when we look back on certain songs and certain albums, the, the Grammys are kind of supposed to be, or what I feel the Grammys should be, is is this sort of snapshot of what the year looked like in music. And I think that story is complete if we don't have a Cardi B win in there, because I think she really owned the narrative and owned the year with Invasion of Privacy. So I was really happy to see her come away with Best Rap Album. I also, you know... I, I was also a huge fan of of Pusha T's Daytona and I think he also could have if he were up there to win, I think it would have been I would have been fine with that. I just think in terms of the actual narrative of what we're gonna go I think I think Push has probably got another two or three great albums that he can he'll he'll come out with and not to say that Cardi B won't produce another two, three, four or five great albums as well. I just think that once we think about twenty eighteen, we're gonna think of invasion of privacy and I think I think the Grammy Academy made the right choice with Cardi, but the award acceptance speech I thought was fantastic. And I loved her you could really tell she was, she was taking in the moment and it was kind of look where I've look, look where I kind of have gotten myself. And I thought that was super inspiring. And I know we, we, again, we spoke about it on the last pod and how she came from the stripping background and was able to kind of, she came from a very simple background and was able to transform that into a Grammy win. And I, I know there's a lot of stories like that when it comes to Grammy, but again, we've been so ingrained in Cardi B's life for the last five, six years on her social media that seeing that all come to fruition and winning Best Rap Album in 2019, I think is is a pretty amazing story. So congrats to Belcalis, oh shit, I can't say her last name, Belcalis Al Bazar. But uh, yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Uh, so my fifth thing I wanted to talk about was the weird Motown tribute that uh, that they had. Obviously, it was if you didn't see it, it was with Jennifer Lopez, Neo, and Smokey Robinson. And I don't know, it just felt super weird that that was all they were able to get for sixty years of of Motown. I feel like Motown is always kind of a you know something that the Grammy. Recording Academy really respects and it's an era that I think a lot of you, you know, hard that a lot of musicians really respect and and the fact that that was kind of the only get for a big milestone in history was J-Lo, Neo and Smokey. And not to say there's no hate for J-Lo and Neo, I think they're great gets and Smokey obviously being a key part of of the uh, Motown, uh, being basically a key part of Motown I just think that was where was Stevie Wonder. Where was uh, obviously Diana Ross was there. Where uh, I I feel there could have been a bit more of a, a, a of a tribute to it. And I I, I was talking. Obviously the, the the Grammy was have Grammys were having a lot of issues with booking guests and booking people to come to these because of all the protests and all that kind of stuff. But I feel that this was somewhere that Ariana Grande probably was going to be as well. And the fact that, you know, she wasn't able to sing her song and backed out last minute, then the Grammys kind of had to scramble. So I just thought the Motown thing was all weird. And you can kind of, if you if you watch the footage, you can kind of see how Barry Gordy kind of reacts to what's kind of going on. And then he didn't seem too, too happy about what was happening. So... Well, there'll probably be some story coming out on that later, but uh, yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I just thought it was strange. I love Motown, and I think they could have done a, a way better job. My sixth thing I wanted to chat about was Post Malone. Yes, Posty had a uh, had a fun collaboration with the uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which I didn't fully understand. I thought I had to like do a double check to see if Post Malone had some sort of like California tie, and that could have made sense with the Chili Peppers, but no if someone can send me anything about what kind of links them together, that'd be great. But it was, it was interesting, you know, post Malone being one of the, one of the bigger stars of the last two to three years performing with one of the more popular nineties bands was, was interesting. And I thought the one thing that seemed to be a recurring thought On Twitter uh, was the fact that Post Malone sang Rockstar who features 21 Savage who obviously if you haven't heard has had some issues with the US Immigration Customs peeps and is right now looking to get deported back to the UK and the fact that Post Malone didn't use his platform to Kind of raise awareness to this. Now this might have been something that the Grammy Academy had warned artists to not bring up because maybe they were facing heat from the actual US government. but if you're gonna record a song that or you're sorry you're gonna perform a song that he was predominantly on and helped make help basically make that song a smash. With his hook on Rockstar, you, you gotta kind of give him some sort of a shout out. Now, I know Post Malone's not the kind of guy who's gonna stop midway through the song and just say, Shout out to my boy 21 Savage, but you know, you saw with what Ludwig was able to do with him when, they, when uh, Childish Gambito won for Record of the Year. All it took was a quick three or four seconds of, you know, shout out to 21 Savage and now you've kind of created awareness and someone has, has now brought that up and now you've led to someone doing a Google search on 21 Savage, right? So, I don't know. Again, I'm not blaming Post Malone because I don't think he is kind of the the advocate we're, or the hero we're looking for to raise awareness on the, the whole 21 Savage situation, but you think someone other than uh, Ludwig, Childish Gambino's producer, would have the, you know, would use the platform to kind of help out 21. You know, Travis Scott performed, Drake obviously uses the platform for a completely different reason. Uh, There's, you know, a lot of people who are surrounded or have, you know, kind of had 21 Savage around in their culture, and I've used 21 Savage in their songs and all that kind of stuff. You think they, you know, as friends in the industry, use the Grammy platform. But my, again, this is probably a thing that all the Grammy producers had warned their artists before, but uh, it seemed to be kind of a, a reoccurring theme on Twitter that uh, a lot of people were, were kind of looking for that sort of use of the platform. My seventh moment or seventh thought. Uh, my seventh thought is Casey Musgraves. Congratulations, she absolutely showed up. <laughs> she definitely showed up for these uh, these Grammys, and and she was definitely rewarded. I personally have listened to I want to say the album maybe once or twice, so I can't give a full, educated, constructive criticism of what I what I thought of the record, but. I know a lot of people who like it, and a lot of people that were, were really pleased to see that she she had won the record. Uh, sorry, she won the, the the biggest award of the night, and I think she she looked great. She had great performances uh, with she had great performances with Katy Perry. She <clears throat> she really just you could tell. See, comparing her to her, <laughs> that's something. Comparing her to her, I felt like her. Felt more in her element than Casey Musgraves did uh, during the Dolly Parton tribute, but it, it doesn't matter. As, as for Casey, she came away with so much hardware tonight, and uh, congratulations to her. And, I, and there has been—I I was looking on Twitter, kind of the reaction afterwards—that <clears throat> you know a lot of people were looking to see to want Drake to win, to want Cardi to win, and really heard of Casey Musgraves because obviously that's you know there's not a lot of people who are listening to trap hip-hop and listen to country music at the same time but I know a lot of people in in country circles really really got behind that Casey Musgraves album and I actually know a lot of people that aren't country fans that got behind that Casey Musgraves album so it's kind of just saying if if, if it's not your bag it is this is the toughest thing about the Grammys too right it's Again, like Drake said, it's very taste-driven, and who's to say that a great jazz record is better than this pop record, right? There's no kind of algorithm to it. And you can kind of say the same about the Oscars, about different genres, and what directors are able to achieve with, with different genres of film, but it's, I feel like, more exaggerated, more exaggerated in, in music. You have such different sort of ways you listen to different music, whether it's a jazz record or a country record or a hip-hop record or a K-pop record. They're, they're, it's completely different music, and it's so hard to put them all in one category and say this was the best one of the year, right? So I give I give the Academy credit for trying to come up with a decision in, in such a polarizing time where... Everyone and their sister has an opinion, but again, it's it's so hard to really get behind or, or to really have a calculated approach to what it was the best album of the year, right? If you're going straight on numbers, you would look at Drake, right? And as you can see, Drake hasn't won all the Grammys. If it was just like that, then... Every number one hit would lead to a Grammy win, right? That's just not the way it works. There's a lot of taste behind uh, taste makers and a lot of decision making that happens. So, for people who are upset to see Casey Musgrave win over Drake over Cardi, I think yeah, really try and give the record a chance and, and give it a listen. If it's not your bag, it's not your bag. But uh, I just know I, I personally liked it. From the couple listens I was able to give it, I know a lot of people who listen to country music really enjoyed it, and I also have some friends, I'm pretty sure Will as well, uh, really enjoyed the record as well. Alright, my eighth thing, it's going to be a small thing, is was the opening of the show. Kamiya Cabello I thought was fantastic, and I really loved that performance of Havana with Ricky Martin, Young Thug, and J Balvin, I thought was a really... Uh, it was a great way to open up the show. High intensity, great choreographed dancing, and I might this might be a controversial statement, but and again, I'm not super diverse in the Fifth Harmony culture. But I felt like this was almost the 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 funeral for Fifth Harmony and, and the kind of rising of Camila Cabello as a as a solo pop star, and again. Fifth Harmony still might be a huge thing, and I might get a lot of hate and backlash from Fifth Harmony fans, but again, don't at me. But I think Camille Cabello really looked like a star tonight, and I think she really kind of owned the moment and was able to kind of kick off the Grammys in a way that not a lot of artists have had the opportunity to do. The Camille Cabello album I think was hit and miss. I know people who loved it. I know people that thought it was just fine. I know people that didn't really like it but I think just tonight was for me it was the the moment that kind of cemented Camila Cabello as not just the girl from Fifth Army, as as the as the bona fide female pop star and I thought she was I thought she was fantastic and I thought the whole performance was great and my ninth and 10th moment that I wanted to put wow this is taking a lot longer than I thought was Alicia Keys and I don't know if this is, like, completely her fault. First of all, I thought Alicia Keys was fantastic. I thought she was funny. I thought she was a bit nervous at the beginning, and then once she kind of got into the show, she really moved it, well, I never mind. She did not move it along, but she was just, you know, in her element. I, I loved the bit with the two pianos. I thought it was a great way to kind of showcase her talent and go through a bunch of the top Grammy hits of the last 10, 15, 20 years. And having her able to sing with Jennifer Lopez during the Motown segment and having her kind of... You know, she was a very versatile host in that. That being said, if Grammys were fucking long, uh, I'm doing this right now. It is 12.53 in the morning, and I want to say the Grammys finished maybe an hour ago, so 11.45. And I don't know if that's completely her fault. It, It might be. Maybe she was just kind of not... As again, it'll all come out probably in the next couple of days or so. But they were fucking long, and there were so many performances, and it was funny. I was kind of nervous, or not nervous. I was kind of every time I would see the the commercial bumper, I was like, "Do I do I want to see this? Do I want to see Dua Lipa and and Saint Vincent when I know all I'm looking for is is Song of the Year and album or sorry, Record of the Year and Album of the Year, but." I was kind of I was impressed. All the all the performances I thought were great. I thought Gaga was fantastic. I thought Dua Lipa and uh, Saint Vincent were fantastic. I think the Aretha Franklin tribute was was great. Uh, I would have wanted maybe two or three more songs in it, but again, timing seemed to be an issue and they put that kinda of at the end of the the show and I probably understand why they were only getting one, but it was great to see Fantasia Barrino back out there. And uh, yeah, no, I thought all the all the performances were great, and I thought Alicia Keys was great. I just needed, I wish this kind of ended a bit earlier, and I feel like a lot of writers are probably feeling the same way. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of where my thoughts on the 2019 Grammys. I cannot wait to see what 2020 has in store. Will and I should have a podcast hopefully coming out in the next. Probably a week or so getting back to the same format, but uh, I hope you enjoyed this little mini episode. I'm sorry about the sound. I'm doing this in kind of the library of my apartment, and they just kind of boom AC and heat in here. So uh, if you can hear you kind know, of this fan in the background, I'm sorry about that, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye bye.